Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, another episode of the Cosby Street Podcast. I'm Joseph Pavone alongside Sean Dutra, Joel Pavone, Boston Celtics, the hottest team in the NBA. Jason Tatum is the best player in the NBA right now. All right, I said it. Who's playing better than Jason Tatum right now? That part you can say in any argument right now because everyone is sort of like, wait a minute. Jason Tatum knocking on that top five best players in the NBA list right now? Well, depending on who you talk to, I mean, some people may say that he is, right? Is he top 10? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think that was a big talking point yeah. last year or the last couple of years. But either way, we'll get into it. Uh, Kevin Garnett weekend. KG, number five, going up into the Raptors this weekend. So we got to spend a lot of time on that. And um, just overall, the, the, the Celtics right now, surging, continue to surge. Another win uh, against the Hornets. A uh, big one against the Nets. Jason Tatum dropping 54. Man, he dropped 98 in his last two games combined. The Celtics 17-3 and three in their last 20 games. And they're in fifth place in the Eastern Conference and still going. And, and the Philadelphia 76ers, man. Wasn't this the big, bad, scary Philadelphia 76ers team? The one that just upgraded, got the cherry on top. James Harden, that's supposed to put them over the hump, make them a championship-bound team. I don't know how they're looking right now with this loss against the Brooklyn Nets, guys. We'll get into that. But let's... um. Let's let's talk about what what Tatum's doing right now, fellas. How how do we how do we feel about Tatum in, in the sense of, of of cracking that top five? I mean, that's that's been the talking point of late. But I'm more interested to see what's he going to do against this in this matchup against Luka Doncic. I'm more interested to see, uh, of course, how this stuff this team is going to finish at the end. But man, I, I haven't seen Jason Tatum ever play like this before, man. This is this is truly unbelievable. Yeah, man. First first time in his career, you know, consecutive you know forty point games. He's He's averaging over 40 right now in the month of March. Like, you were asked the question, who's playing better than Jason Tatum right now? And that's, uh, you know, that's a that's not an easy answer. You know, maybe some people might it's, say. It's not, right? Some like people might ago, say, yeah. Say, a week ago, you could say John Moran. But after that matchup, I mean. But even, and even yeah, and even then, that was kind of a two, stretch. You know? That was kind of a stretch because, you know, Jason Tatum has been on a tear for, like, the last, like, 20 games. And you got Joel Embiid in that conversation, obviously. Uh 
Jokic, who, you know, scores like 30 points in a quarter. All right. <laughs> That's how West, but uh, like right now, right now, you know, that's, that's, that's tough to say like who's playing complete basketball on both ends of the floor better than Jason Tatum. Well, I think, I think you just sort of summed it up though, bro. Like there's no one playing better. And like last week he was, he was the player of the week. So there was nobody playing better. I mean, but like, but when you're talking about how he's been playing and now for an extended period of time, when you're looking at the season, if the Celtics keep streaking, then there's no reason for him not to be in the Jokic, Embiid, and 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 Tatum conversation for MVP. But uh, is that fair though? It is. I mean, it the is surge fair. has been over a month, so I mean, yeah. No, oh, I think I think it is fair, Sway, because um, it's not like he was playing horrible before that. You know what I mean? Like you look at. You look at going into the new year, his shooting was down percentage-wise, but he was still getting his points and being a being a better facilitator. And now he's sort of taking that next step in the new year. And how many times have you seen the MVP been decided about what happens in the second half of the season versus the first half of the season? All the time. All the time you see that happen. So um, will he will he actually win it? No, I mean, no, no. I don't think anyone thinks he's going to win it. I don't. I, don't, no. I do. Just to just to be a nominee, I think would yeah, be a, a heck yeah. of an accomplishment. I think yeah. you. I think he's in the conversation because one, yeah, he's he's had the same numbers for the most part all season long, but the team wasn't winning. Now the team is winning, and that makes you know one hell of a difference, right? Because well, he's affecting th- not just scoring, but he's making his teammates better, and the team is is surging. Like they're not just like you know winning games here and there. No. It's not like yeah, it's like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Sean, right. about how the Celtics. I mean, the the the, the other MVP candidates could, could be putting together a heck of a season, but if your team is middling between you know the seventh yeah. and eighth seed, that's not going to do you any favors. But now the Celtics team top five in the East, maybe even better by the end of the season. All of a sudden, that changes things, you know. And and I want to add, you know, players in the first half of the season that were in that conversation have fizzled out because of injury. Yeah, it's like someone that, like Chris Paul, that, someone like Kevin Durant. Durant just came back, you know, so. You can you can you can say whatever you want about Jason Tatum in terms of like where is he at in terms of like one of the top players in the league, but right now for that conversation as to you know most valuable, you know he's got to be in there. Well, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. the The entire league was enamored with John Morant, absolutely enamored, saying it's the best ticket in basketball. They come into Boston. Uh, they, he goes head to head with Jason Tatum. Yeah, did he score more points? Yes, but did did he get stifled at the beginning of the game? And who won the game? And after that game, have you heard a peep about John Moran? You really haven't. No. It sort no. of it sort of stopped, right? Stopped. Well, that's why that's why I talked about the Luca matchup because I mean, not to say that he's yeah. gonna like quiet Luca after if he if he if he were to win, that all of a sudden Luca's gonna be not talked about anymore. But again, I, I think that just like you said. In that matchup against John Moran, sure, John Moran scored more points, but I think the narrative overall has been, okay, wow, Tatum is continuing to to meet people at these matchups yep. and, and go toe-to-toe with, with these guys, right? Luke is another one. Two, and you could put him in that same that same space of two guys that are around the same age as Tatum, but people yep. have, you know, head and shoulders of, above Tatum. Maybe not head and shoulders, but most people have, them, yeah. have both those guys well above Tatum. 
And I think Tatum takes that. There's there's something there's something to say about that. You know, I think Tatum wants to wants to prove himself, obviously as an individual, but clearly as also a leader who's making a significant stride that's bringing his team with him. You know, I, I think it's been huge, honestly. Ever since the All Star break, well, even before the All Star break, but again, I, I just think the All Star break was just something that like it was beneficial for him to go into the second half of the season and just go into cruise control. I mean, to be to be honest, like Tatum's ascension into the like top five of the NBA was stunted by Kyrie and Gordon Hayward in those years that he was supposed to be a role player. And then they came back and he was, you know, and but like Luca and Ja, that was their team from the start. Like from the get-go, that was their team. They were going to be the guy. They were going to be, you know, the who makes or breaks it. And, you know, who knows if if Tatum was that. Franchise players, yeah. Yeah, if Tatum was that from the beginning, who knows what type of hype he would be having by the time he's 24. But, but it's almost better this way, though, you know? Oh, it's yeah, way, it's a, yeah, way, it's way better. Yeah, of course. Way yeah. better, more sustainable this way. Yeah, 100%. Right. But the, my, because, my, because he because he got those those deep playoff runs where these guys yeah. didn't or they haven't yet, you know. In the long run, what what's what's uh what's most beneficial going into this postseason, you right? Know? Which is why everyone wants to look back on that twenty um that twenty eighteen that 2019 playoff run where you had Jalen Tatum and Rozier and Al Horford being the 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 big players on that team. Oh, no, you're talking about 2018. 2019 is when they failed in the, against the Bucks. Oh, I'm talking about 2018 when everyone got injured. Yeah. And, the, and yeah, yeah. Tatum's rookie year, and he brought you guys to the Easter Conference Finals. Imagine if they had a an okay team, and it was just Tatum's team all year, and he had never had anyone to, to, you know, I think you'd be looking at a different type of, like, alpha mentality from Tatum. But now he's sort of adopted it. For Tatum to outshine, you know, Trey Young, Morant, Durant and Kyrie, like, come on, man! Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little ridiculous. It's, it's yeah, getting a little, yeah. Any any analysts or talking heads still not wanting to, you know, give uh, Tatum his due? Well, then, then, then you just got something personal against the dude or or the Celtics in general. Well, Charles I Barkley. Mean, <laughs> if you put it this what, what way, what Chuck say? Ah, Chuck never gives fucking. He never gives the Celtics any credit. He just he yeah. just thinks that like the other team played oh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to remember, guys. Uh, this team is just playing horrible tonight. Like, oh, well. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, no. I, so the Celtics defense had nothing to do with that, Chuck. No, no. Cool. They, don't, they don't have the number one defense in the league, though, right? But okay, that's all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I I think that that whole TNT crew, as lo- much as I love them, just because of their like, you know, yeah, they're an entertainment factor. Yeah, I get knowledge on. You know, semi knowledge on basketball, but like not like knowledge on like the game today. What they can bring from like the past. No, they no, they do, but they choose to like have like their favorites, players, teams. Yeah, they have to pick. They yeah. have to pick a team, and then it's like if your team isn't picked by that guy yeah. at the beginning of the season, then it's not going to be talked about or whatever. Plus, let's face it, Chuck's not sitting around on a random Tuesday watching Celtics game. Like he's just not. Yeah, you know. But like the Celtics have been enough. They've been on TNT enough times for him to stop saying what he's been saying. And you know he was watching on. Have they though? I don't know. He was. I mean, they, the, they put against... him on a Tuesday night a lot, though. They didn't put him on a Tuesday night game a lot. And they're not watching that shit. I'm not trying to give him excuses here. Because no, but Shaq, but Shaq is a fucking analyst. But, but Shaq is know? on the Tuesday night games, and Shaq doesn't correct Chuck when it comes oh. to the Celtics. Because you know Shaq's who's been watching. You know who's been watching Celtics. Was, I think well. we talked about this last week, but um, Stan Van Gundy. 
Like, man, he knows yeah, he's so talking, much. Yeah, he's about, talking, yeah. Yeah, when he starts breaking down, like, you know, what, what Grant Williams has been this year, I'm like, okay, this guy watches the games when they're not on national Talk TV. Talk about Robin That's, Williams. Like, he's talking yeah. about, like, guys that like, yeah. don't get talked about like that on national TV. Yeah, you're right. Right. Chuck yeah. didn't even know. Shaq didn't even know who who Robert Williams is. Yo, that's great. He's been that's an asshole. Embarrassing. <laughs> that's a great segue, though. Like the Stan Van Gundy, like in our view, like of this team, like it is all about right. Tatum has been playing out of his mind for the past month, and he's been the best right. player in the NBA for the month. But like, and he pointed out as if he was like a, a, a Boston guy, man. Like he'd been watching this team all year long. You're right. Without Without the Grant Williams factor, without the Robert Williams factor, no, you know what? It's not even a Robert Williams factor. The Robert Williams being on the floor factor. For real, yeah. Just, no, you're right. You're right. He's swatting balls left and right. He's, he's just intimidating. His presence alone, too. He's not even. He's not playing better than he's ever have has been. He's just playing every single night, which is outstanding. Yeah. Well, you're getting you're getting extended. Right, you get an extended Rob. Whereas last year it was like a thirteen, fourteen, you know, yeah. roof on his a minute roof, thirteen, fourteen minute roof on him, and because we're seeing they, twice as much now. You know, Brad was weird with Robert last year. Like I don't think we talked about that. Brad, I think Brad using Rob versus Ime using Rob is totally different. Like totally different, bro. Because even from the get go, from 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 the first time he was late, Brad was just probably like. No, this guy ain't gonna be a part of my rotation. Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> you think he that never gave him a chance to. And then no, no. <laughs> did you did you forget when he when he got drafted that there was the uh, Al Horford was still here? Al Horford, I think that was like his second season. And I think well, I think he was motivated for that too. I and think he, he had, just went in here. He just went into he went into the season with a well, different wait. mindset. And you had no, Baines but, like like he was like it, clearly it, like third on 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 the list of centers there at least. And I understand, but I'm saying yeah, he was very late when he was late. And then from when he did give him a shot, Brad is such a practice system guy, and Rob took so long to understand the system of of like defense and not going up for the block shot and doing all that. Like, yeah, he was stack of five. He basically, was like he basically was like, "You're a talent, but I can't play you." Nah, the and, biggest the biggest yeah. factor has been his confidence. He was way too he was way too raw for Brad. His he biggest, was, the biggest thing has been his confidence. Like Ime has given him confidence. So thank you. At yeah. the same, at the same token, like you know, you you'll get you'll get at least two to three put back dunks or you know or, or alley oops from him that you might have not seen as often in the last few years of him of his career. But now he's just he's, his confidence is through the roof. His confidence is through the roof because his coach has confidence. Yeah, in him. and I, that and they give him an extension, so they're like, oh, they yeah. they believe in me for the next few years here. So. You know, Brad was, was like, Brad was like, you know what? I don't have to coach you, so I'll give you that extension. You know what I mean? No, he knew. He knew this is the year that he was going to make a significant stride. Whether it's what we're seeing now or not, he was just like, either way, you're going to be way too expensive for me in a year. So he gave him that extension. What a, He's yeah. smart, though. He's smart. He saw, he saw that before anybody else in my opinion or at least he could see he he, he had yeah. the front row view for it what a complete turnaround with sean from like stevens down to Eme. how many times we yeah yeah right years though sway and, and joel like and we were like where's rob williams yeah because he was two. like it was a combination of of him being injured over like the the smallest of things that would like yeah and it was yeah. like it was like prolonged and, and, 
You know what, Joel? That's a good point because I feel like Ime sort of took a shot at Rob earlier. Yeah. You remember when he was I talking did. about guys saying like, you know, uh, particular injuries and saying how like, hey, listen, you know, we're at a point now where, you know, things that are nagging here and there, you know, you're going to have to make a decision. You know, what's at the end of the day, how much is that going to affect your play? You know, what's the, I feel like he was talking to Rob. Remember Rob missed there, like two games when he yeah. was just like, oh, uh, was it undisclosed reason or whatever? And granted, it was after his kid was born, but this was like probably like a month after. And people were just like, maybe this isn't kid related. Like what's going on here? Like, yeah, people were worried that it was actually like a, a physical injury. But yeah, like, well, why I think was it was something- like, why would Celtics hide like that? And then that's when Ime said what he said. Yeah, it was like it was like he had like a triple double, his first one ever, and and then he was not available the next game for personal reasons. And it's like personal reasons. That's what it was. It's personal like, reasons. wait, what the yeah. hell? And then like, yeah. you know, and then not too long after that, we we found out about the birth of his kid. But um, I just think yeah. you oh, know, nice. I think Al the Al Horford factor too that 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 plays a part here in in the development of, of Robert Williams because how many times did Robert Williams? in the last couple of years talk about how Horford was instrumental in him coming to practice early or coming in way before, you know, anybody was in the gym to put up shots to, to be in the weight room. And so when Al comes back and I, Al was just like, yo, you're this close away from like, you know, doing the damn thing and being like, you know, the, the, the center of the future here, you just need a little push and I'm here to fucking give that to you. And that's exactly what's been going on. Well, I think, right. I think too, like the way he made like, doesn't care if you get knocked down and you're on the floor for a little bit. Like there's been three or four times this year where I've been watching the game and Rob gets like falls awkwardly and like the game just goes on. And, you know, it's like, and I'm like, wait, are they going to call a timeout? Are they going to foul? Are they going to do something? And he sort of, and then you sort of watch Rob like get back into the game and like play well. But before I think like Brad was like, Oh, take a foul. Like let's get him out the game and let's sit him down. And it sort of goes to that. Like, weak mentality i i think that Ime is is able to get the best out of rob and i think you're right joel like the al horford factor has has happened and it's a great thing for him too and i think you're exactly right because al took a couple days when his kid was born same with rob and so that's probably (laughs) i think you're being facetious (laughs) that's what i think but anyways (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, Celtics have been on a tear. I, I can't wait for this matchup for uh, you know between them and the, them and the Mavericks. I, I really do think there's something to that um, with with Tatum in particular. I think Tatum wants to continue to, to to send a message, and his his eyes light up when he sees you know top five, top ten talent on the other end. So it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a matchup, but it's only the opening act of the day, right? Because after that, we get to see. KG, Kevin Garnett back in Boston in the building, which I'm sure is going to be packed with a bunch of other Celtics legends as we honor um, my my favorite power forward of all time, if, you, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, man, I, I, I can't wait. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, when's, the, when's going to be the next time we see someone's number retired? Some people may say it could be Ray, maybe not, but if that doesn't happen, I mean, this could be it. This could be the last one to cement that era, you know, of big three basketball, that meant obviously meant a whole lot to to the three of us who uh, weren't old enough to see Larry Bird and them do their thing in the thing in the eighties. So this is going to be a, uh, a a very a very special moment. And fellas, I can't wait. But Sean, I think you got something you wanted to announce. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier today about the about the ceremony. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's gonna be crazy. So, like, I was I was out the other day, 
And I ran into some guy. And he was like, yo, I'm Kevin Garnett's agent. He was like, do you want to announce Kevin Garnett's number retirement in front of the whole world? Do you want to do it, Sean? And I was kidding. <laughs> First of all, how do you know your name? <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah, I wish you could see Joel's face. You look so confused. You're like... <laughs> He's like, Wait, Sean can't even keep a straight face. He's like, first off, I'm Kevin Garnett's agent. Like, just randomly <laughs> stopping Sean. Like, oh, I think this dude is definitely a Celtics fan. Uh, by the way, so why would he? Why would he stop you? Why would he stop? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, <laughs> he said, Sean. Would you I was cutting. I was cutting my lawn, and this guy randomly comes up to me like, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, you're Sean Bishop from the College Sheet Podcast, right? Right, that's you, you right? Want to announce? You want to announce Kevin Garnett's number of in front of the whole world? <laughs> I would have, I would have believed you if it was like, if it was like, I don't know, like big, like big babies, like agent or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, Kevin Yo, big baby's been here all week for this shit. He can't wait. He's definitely gonna be in the building. <laughs> oh, that, that, or because he's got a, he's got a fucking comedy tour that, like, yeah, we got. Uh, <laughs> We Yo, we gotta talk about that later. <laughs> but no, man. Yo, oh shit! It's gonna be an epic. It's gonna be an epic night. And I love the fact that the day, uh, the, the game during the day. You know, you get your day drinking in, do your thing, and then uh, KG ceremony is supposed to be at six six o'clock on Sunday. And um, we got tickets, bro. We got tickets for you, bro. We're sending you. We're sending you over there. You're gonna be in. The, you're gonna be in the house. You're gonna be in the building. I was gonna be in the building, bro. Yeah, man. Me. Yeah, so Cosby Street's gonna be in there. Ah, uh, shit! Oh, you going? Breaking, breaking fucking news! Hell yeah! <laughs> Your fucking birthday's the next day, bro. You in, case, in case you missed it, I'm going because I ain't gonna miss it. Yeah, bro. Oh, draw new. What an asshole! You fucking no, what an asshole! No, no, fuck you! You fucking knew. What an asshole! I got. I told him when I was blacked out, bro. I yeah, you definitely know. told him Sunday. I knew it. Yo, <laughs> can we talk about that before we before we look ahead? Can we talk about uh, you two? After the Celtics on game, on freaking day drinking, or is this is this only this is after hour material? Maybe we have to cut this up. No, I mean, we didn't do anything we weren't supposed to do. We just were day drinking all fucking day, bro. That's, he that def- was about it. He definitely wasn't. He definitely wasn't along at Causeway Street Bar. He definitely, he definitely, he definitely wasn't blacked out. He wasn't. He wasn't blacked out when he when he when he kind of spilled the beans on that. We were still at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, by the way. Yo, KG, yo, you're gonna be there, bro. In the second quarter, probably. <laughs> all, you gonna, I'll say, I'll say is this: I got invited last Chagos, minute to I this game. I probably spilled the struggles. I probably spilled the beer. I was just like, dude, you definitely go. There's no <laughs> way. You yeah, spend yeah, like you spent nine hours with him. Nine hours with him drinking, bro. I definitely yeah. told him every dark secret I've ever had. You bro. told him by hours three at least. Yeah. If it wasn't if it wasn't him, our, our father definitely you know broke that too. So. <laughs> Yo, you can't tell that shit no, I swear bro that was just fucking Yo, remember when I was like 11 oh. and he was like hey um, hey, before... I'll never forget it <laughs> hey, hey before you go to sleep uh, we're having people at the house next weekend for your birthday I was like really he's like yeah <laughs> long story short the next day I'm like hey mom you mind if I invite you know Nick and all my friends like, invite for what <laughs> it's like, next weekend she was like what are you talking about I was like dad told me she was just like this will be a fucking surprise. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, yeah. 
<laughs> later in the day, Dad was like, "Yo, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was gonna be surprised." I was like, "Why did you tell me that?" <laughs> nah, and then he always pulls, and then he always pulls that. Nah, he knew. He knew. He definitely knew. Was he knew anyway. He knew <laughs> anyway. He knew. He knew what was yeah. gonna happen. Like, come on. No, 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 no. He's turning, he's turning eleven for God's sakes. It's yeah. on a Saturday. Come on, we yo, come on, you know. <laughs> it's a long weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, for God's sakes. Yeah, Mom didn't talk to him for like two days. It was like, <laughs> 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 it was like, <laughs> oh, shit. You know, Mom, she loves surprises. She's like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> ah, bro, you go, Evan's going with you, bro. You know that, right? <laughs> no, I, now I do, apparently. Yeah, yeah. No, because of what happened, Sean had to change his plans. Yeah, I can't go. But he's gonna be in. He's gonna be in dirty jerseys. But yeah, man, fucking enjoy, dog. Happy birthday, motherfucker. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for the last minute invite last weekend too. That was a. Yeah, that was quite. That was quite the Sunday. <laughs> I had to make it up to Joel because Joel thought he was going to New Year's Eve game when Tim had the tickets. Remember, Tim had the tickets, bro. And then he didn't have the tickets, and then I had to bring Tim because it was a Suns game, bro. When I brought it up, you were just like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't tell you, bro. And I was like, yeah, I fucking figured it was going to be Tim going to that. It's a Phoenix Suns game. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I, t- oh, I didn't tell you, bro. <laughs> I texted Tim. I was like, yo, bro, I think it's the same game as you. And he immediately called me. He was like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what Tim really wants to talk to you. Right? He would just call right away. You know, my mom, that? my mom doesn't really want me going to the game. And she took away the tickets. But uh, get an extra ticket, bro. And I was like, uh, <laughs> Got to sit, you got to sit. You got to sit behind Neil Long and shit. Damn. Yo, his mom is mad. Where the, the Tunis is were messing around with the COVID shit. No, the Tunis is, and you, and yo, he freaked the fuck out because when we first sat down in the seats, he was like, "Yo, these seats are dope. These seats are." Oh fuck! My mom's calling me right now. Where the fuck's my mom? <laughs> <laughs> yo, he's bad. The fuck out. She's going to hear the freaking soundtrack of TD Garden in the background. Be like, where the fuck are you right now? I'm spazzed out. She's like, I know all the game songs. She's like, I've seen you on TV like five times, Tim. Pick up the fucking phone. I go, Tim, you should just call her back. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. He just went back. He just went back 20 years in his head like, Jesus. So I went to him. I go, Tim. You're going to be careful, Tim. Tim, you're thirty. You're thirty-three years old. You can just tell your mom where you are. Like it's not like <laughs> you're not going to get grounded, bro. Like you have a child in your own <laughs> family. Ten minutes later, I should just come in and just escort you guys out. <laughs> special orders from, from, from a special from a from a special season ticket holder. Excuse me, are you, are you Tim Tunis? <laughs> Yeah, you have to come with us. Tim, Tim wouldn't even respond. So I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's Tim Tunis. Why? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's him. What, fuck do you <laughs> what you need? <laughs> yeah, why? What's up? <laughs> what's up? Are you, yeah, a, what's up Tim? are you a Timothy King Tunis? Is this, is this, this who you are? Can I see some ID, please? Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> hey, no, no. So I'd be like, oh, shit, Tim, this dude knows you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Cosmic Street Podcast is powered by BetOnline.ag. Basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code 
CLNS50 to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. And even right to the Olympic coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's not even talk about it. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just look ahead. All right, Sean. Ahead and uh, all right, yeah. We, really this, this segment is always about looking ahead. We don't look back. We look ahead, right? Yeah, we're looking ahead. We're looking ahead. Even though Sean really likes to brag when he's right. Yeah, man, I am going to be right about Jason Tatum winning the uh, EP if the Celtics uh, can get the number one or number two seeds. I think that's going to happen. But anyways. Uh, looking ahead to Sunday, you would think that when the Mavericks come to town, it's about Luca, 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 but it ain't. It's about uh Tatum and KG because they will be the two best players in the in the arena. Uh, but KG again is number retired in the last spot that is open in the current banners. Oh man, which I think means a lot, but. That's a huge, a huge accomplishment for KG. Huge. Happens before he ever gets his number retired in Minnesota, which is probably a whole nother podcast. No, there's better. There's, there's, I've never seen anyone like Kevin Garnett. There's never yeah. been Kevin Garnett. Yo, and the and the um, band right now they're hanging up. They're hanging up in, in, in encore before he officially gets his number retired. So that that's dope. The casino. Yeah, man, they're gonna be there all weekend. I yeah. can't wait. Uh, people are gonna start flying in. Uh, James Posey, it says he's flying Friday. Eddie House is going to be, I don't know if he's flying Friday, but he'll be there too. Yeah, he's going to be on the broadcast on the local, like when Detroit, when they play Detroit. Friday's going to be great for, for, for Pops and Joel because um, they're going to be honoring just Southern legends in general. There's going to be a lot of Southern legends, just honoring you know, 75 years, and um, there's supposed to be other, other Southern legends in the building as well. They're going to have a special ceremony, so it's going to be a special night. It's going to be like a, uh, a little prequel to, to Sunday. Word. Tune in on Friday, guys. Tune in on Friday. So we, I think we all thought like Kevin Garnett would would obviously get his number retired, right? But that fills the banner, the best Celtics of all time, and it's going to take a long time until I think another banner is put up. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm happy that Kevin Garnett's getting the last spot. I'm, I mean, he obviously was the number one reason why the Celtics won their last championship, and you know. I think he'll be the most grateful, like him and Paul Pierce, probably, you know, the most grateful, you know, and and obviously worthy members in the past 25 years, man, 30 years, right? So it's like all of the Celtics, like the Celtics had a extremely, you know, fruitful 80s and 60s and 50s and even you can count the 70s in there, but. 90s and 2000s and even 2010s like there's only two that's going up there for them that whole 30 year period there's only two and i think it's i think it's absolutely perfect that it's pierce and kg yeah and and you know what else um i saw uh, before we started recording this podcast according to um gary washburn from the from the globe ray allen has been invited officially and he'll he'll be in the building on sunday i don't care uh, I don't care. Well, I mean, I don't. Well, care. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't for you. It was for the people who listen to us. No. Okay. Fine. Sure. <laughs> I, I. But I. I think that's a. 
That's a chess. That's an attempted checkers move from Ray Allen for like not. No, being... no, no. You know, you know what it is? It's because KG recently talked about this is on, on yep. the Showtime uh, show where he said that he was talking to Perk and they've been having a conversation and they, you know, talked about the picture that was had gone viral of the big three first time in a while being, you know, taking taking a picture. And he said that they just picked up where they left off. They had a conversation and it wasn't forced. It was, you know, organic. So Celtics took advantage and said, Hey, invite this dude. So, so it doesn't look yeah, like, it doesn't, so it doesn't look like the Celtics are kind of like, you know, forcing it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And you know what? Today is not the day to talk about the big three drama and what happened to fall out afterwards. But I think that's honestly like could have been done from Ray Allen's point of view a while ago, it just probably wasn't. Uh, now he feels like he's the odd man out of the one not getting his number retired. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, well, I mean, I'm just I'm really stoked for Kevin Garnett because, I don't know, man. I mean, in my opinion, that Kevin Garnett addition to, for, you know, forget Ray Allen being here. Just Paul Pierce being here and that squad and that, that team, like, that was the missing link for years, man. We didn't have that kind of guy, and 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 bought in, mixed with mixed with Perk in the middle, and Doc as the coach. It just was absolutely a thing of beauty, man. And it won't be won't be replicated for a very long time. And it's dope that you're around the city. You see, like you know, billboards and advertisements for this game, and like you know, just like getting this the city excited for you know not only another retirement another jersey being retired, but like, you know, for one of the best 75 players of all time, you know, that was, that was here and brought the last championship to Boston. So I think that's dope. Back when, when it happened, how elated on a scale of one to 10, Joel, how elated were you when, when KG signed in Boston? What'd you, what, what'd you do? Yo, I just remember I was listening to it. Uh, I found out on the radio, I just had gotten out of work and I turned on the car and I had the, I had a EI on, before, and as soon as I turned the car on, that was like the the first thing that, that they were talking about. Oh, KG has you know been traded to Boston, and he's just, he's assigned as an extension, and I I just lost my shit. Like I was sitting there, like I was I was shocked for a good like thirty seconds. I didn't say anything, and I, I just fucking yelled out the biggest like "fuck yeah!" like you know that type of thing because yeah. like, like no social media, or or at least you know it wasn't as big as it is now. So it wasn't like it, it was like it wasn't like sources are saying this is going to happen. The last thing I remember before that official like announcement came was that he wasn't interested in coming to Boston. He was interested in going to Phoenix or the Lakers or another team out west. And I just never thought that that was going to happen. I never I never dreamed that that was like a possibility. I was just like, eh, that's a pipe dream. You know, let's see what the Celtics do just with Ray and Paul. And if they're going to add somebody, then and I never thought it would be a former MVP. Like that just never. I never dawned on me that that would happen. And then when it did happen, you know, it was just, you just couldn't wait for the season to get underway. I just didn't care who else they they signed or they. Seriously. Because it's like you found out about the trade and it was legit like half the squad got traded. So it's like, all right, how are they going to fill out the rest of this, uh, this roster? And let, let's get, let's, let's get this, let's get this shit going. Cause I just was just like, this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting year. This is going to be an ill year. But I think they're going to win it in the first year. No, I didn't. But. I thought they'd be in the mix. See, I thought they were going to win in the first year when they got KG because that was all 
I couldn't believe that, like, legitimately the narrative in Boston, and, and you listen to what, what was around back then, the big show, 1510, the sports zone, and 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 uh, Fox Sports Boston, whatever the hell was broadcast on TV. The biggest thing was, oh, well, do you really give Al Jefferson up for this? Yeah, because you, because he you, was he was thirty one, I believe, when he got when he got traded here, Garnett. So it was like, oh, he's gonna you know he's on the back end of his career. You know, he was an MVP. You know, three four years ago. You know how much gas he's got in the tank, type of thing. At that time, that was always the issue with all athletes here in Boston. Once they hit thirty, it was always like, oh my god, like you know they yeah. only have you know so much time left. But KG made the Celtics. Title contenders every single year he was here. Even when everyone thought they were old, even when everyone thought that like you know they're not going to make it back to the you know deep into the playoffs or or even back to the finals, he changed the culture here you know for the for the better and a, a whole new generation of, of 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 Celtics fans can honestly say that they grew up you know watching watching that that team and and how it was uh, it was put together for the older fans for like us and the generation before us and so on and so forth. It's like. You waited so long for the Celtics to to finally get over that hump and win the championship. You know, we had seen the the the, the Patriots, we had saw the the Red Sox, and it was like, I and mean, at least for me, I was just like, when are the Celtics going to do this? Like, when when are they going to hop on the you know the duck boats and go around Boston? You know? Yeah, man. I I mean, I had them slated in for you know a twenty twenty seven championship before KG came there. <laughs> You never know. I mean, that that was that was a thing of beauty. He was absolutely changed. What they legit I, they legit ended like Detroit's like like run. Like Detroit yeah. was like was like what six seven straight Eastern Conference Finals, two you know finals appearances, and I just at that that first year before you know the season started, I just I just thought it was going to be between Detroit and, and and the Celtics, and I, but the way the Celtics came out. That first month, that first you no know, two months, two and a month, two and a half months of of, of just dominant like you know defense and the you know, the big three was usually not playing in the fourth quarter because there were blowouts and it was just like, yo, this is a completely different Celtics team than what we've ever been used to, at least for like our generation, you know, watching you know for the last like ten plus years at that point. Yeah, man, and I mean. Um... The biggest turnaround I've ever seen. No, they were the worst team in the league to winning a championship the next season. Yeah, but not but not just that though. It's like, you know, you went from uh how many wins? Nineteen wins to yep. sixty six wins. Like they could have they could have pulled off, you know, you know, uh being being the first team obviously before the Warriors did it, to 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 win seventy some odd games. Well, I think they would have in two thousand and nine if um, KG didn't get injured. I oh, think yeah. they would have. Yeah, they started. They started even better off. Yeah, you're right. That second season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But hey, all in all, this was. Um, you know, I think it actually. I think it changed a lot of things. I think it changed Celtics history. Obviously, it obviously changed changed Boston sports history. And you know, for Danny to be able to pull off that trade, like, still one of the best moves. Like in all of sports history of, of, of making that trade, it was just an absolute beauty of a move. I mean, 
all in all, I'm I'm absolutely stoked for his number to get into the rafters. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone in Boston, like, even for a second thought, well, you know, they'll be competitive, but I don't know if they're going to win championship. I think it was just a matter of win. And I'll be honest, from the very beginning, I always said, maybe not the first year, but the next year after that, when they get acclimated to everything, you know, they'll, they'll do it then. But no, I mean, you, you you talk to Doc, you talk to Pierce, you talk to KG, and they'll tell you, I'll tell you the same. The, from the very first day, Doc said, this is about winning championship. From the very first day when he brought him onto the duck boat, I mean, KG already had that energy, but I felt like the culture, the city, and Doc, and everything just, like, amplified it times 10. And all that came pouring out to the court. Every game was about that same mission. It didn't matter. You know, the first one through 82, every game was, I'm here to, I, I'm not going to just beat you. I'm going to destroy you. And that was KG, you know. And obviously, at that point in his career, it was like, this is the five-year, six-year, whatever people thought it was. This is the window to do it. This is your best opportunity to do it. And, man, the only thing I can't, the only thing I wish, it, the only thing I wish I could change about it is that it didn't happen sooner. Like, just two years sooner, we got two or three championships. No question. No question, like that was that's all that we needed to, to for that. I mean, that's all that they needed, you know, to 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 have a you know a two to three, a two two or three, multiple championships, so to speak. You know, what what Larry Bird and them did, you know, in the eighties. But KG came in here with, and it was just a match made in heaven. We all know what Boston means in, in sports and and, and passionate and, and you know hardworking guys and. It was just a match made in heaven. And I honestly think that that's why, at the end of the day, that KG, not only because of the championship, will, will always be revered here in the city, but for the heart and soul, he's unforgettable. He's one of the greatest power forwards to ever wear that uniform, one of the greatest players to ever wear that uniform. Man. And I can't wait to to see everyone in that house just give him that, that standing ovation that he deserves as we see that number five go up into the – into the and join the fraternity of greatest Celtics players of all time, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be unbelievable. The the fact that the Celtics, you know, they they gave they gave it a few years. They're like, all right, you know, obviously, let's 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 wait for uh, you know Minnesota to do what they they're supposed to do. And when that didn't happen, it's like, yo, Celtics are like, this is this is well overdue over here. We don't know about over there, but this is gonna happen over here, whether they're gonna do it or not. And it was just all up. It was all up to KG to accept that because you know KG, that first press conference when he and it's announced that the trade happened and he signed this extension, when the majority of uh, those covering his team said that they have a three year window, you know he put he doubled it, pushed it to six. But that first from that first press conference when he's like you know excited to be here, he's all like he's low toned and and you knew as an NBA fan that yeah he was pretty intense. But I didn't realize he was that intense until you yeah. saw it night yeah. in and night out here. You had no idea. You had right. no fucking idea in how it rubbed off on everybody. On and when you went to the game, it was like exactly. watching. Now you guys got me going. When you <laughs> went to the game, it was like watching like your favorite, like, I don't know. What what, what would you say, Joel? Like, almost like your favorite, like, not even like a Broadway like play or whatever. It was like your favorite, like battle or something i don't even know how to describe it but being there live and seeing it was a whole other thing it was yeah. like you're part of it yeah. you're part of it he would make eye contact with you in the crowd he would point at everybody you bang his chest and everything man i used to love sitting right behind the um 
right behind the hoop. It's, it's like the cheapest pair of tickets for load seats that you could find. You know, the biggest bang for your buck, I should say, right? And I loved being there because it was like any, you know, uh, bad call, any out of bounds, any 50-50 play. He's looking at the crowd like, you, you guys see this shit? Like, you, know, guys, right? you guys believe this shit? See, yeah, right. What the fuck? But at the same time, you know, before the game, yo, you ready? You guys ready? Get up. Yo, you ready, right? Yo, I'm going to need y'all tonight. You know, like, it was man, like, a, like yeah. It was I've like a, never seen any player like it. I don't think we'll ever see any player like it. It was man. a, like, it it was was a just, performance. It was a, like a performance. Like it was a performance, and it was like, yo, I'm gonna need you to do your part as well. Yeah. It was like, I got you, and yeah. like, I'm not just saying that as like me. You know, this this is everyone. Everyone. It was, it was like you were glued to it, and, and you were part of the game. And he made you part of that. He held you accountable for it. Exactly. And it was like the greatest experience exactly. because. You know, it was like this guy is out there putting his heart and soul into this, and I'm, I'm gonna do the same because that's how passionate I am as well. You know, so it was it's like it's, it's nothing like it, man. It nothing like Kevin Garnett. It wasn't a mistake that when you needed the crowd to get hyped, that they would play a video of KG making you get hyped. Like he would mm. make sure that you got hyped, and 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 I don't see that too often now with the the Celtics players of today. Where they're like, you know, they're they're appreciative, obviously, of the fans and how, like, you know, this is they always say there's no place like Boston to play in front of when it comes to you know, uh, in any arena. But KG, like, in in and when he'd be like in a presser, he'd be like, yo, I'm gonna need the Garden to be like rocking, you know, come playoff time or whatever, game one or whatever, like because this we're all in this together. That was his. That was his. Right. Like we're we're this is like we're we're fighting together. I don't know. I, I can't even explain this. It's just crazy. Well, I mean, I mean, I think, I think that's why. I think that's why. To to be honest, you go back to those two thousand eight years, two thousand nine, two thousand ten years. There was more number fives in the arena than there were number thirty fours. It's just because he and he like embraced a whole new like generation of self. Like there was the the people that have been there forever that were like Paul Pierce is our guy. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. Paul, what fives did you see when he came came along? Like he embraced Boston, Boston embraced him back, and those type of relationships don't happen too often when people come here in free agency. It's or, or in a trade, they just don't. You know, if if you come from Minnesota to Boston and you don't have that kind of edge that KG has, it doesn't normally work out for you. You know, yeah. I mean, the fact that he won, you know, Defensive Player of the Year. He just came in the middle of like the Ben Wallace's and the Ron Artest of the world and the White Howards and just said, "Nope, you know my first year in Boston, you know we're the number one defensive team in the league." Boom, like I'm I'm winning this shit and and that's like just in a nutshell how you know the the the, the culture and it all stemmed from from him. Like he was an anchor and it just it just he took the he took the ball and just and he ran with it. All right, who we got next, man? The Warriors. Another big test. Another big test, man. Like, look, after KG night, it's back on the road for the Celtics, you know? So that's going to be a great test for this team right now. Like, typically this happens, like, right after the All-Star break. I love that it happens now. Obviously because of the the stride the Celtics are on right now, but also because you got some some top-notch talent to get you to, to, you know, keep you going or, or, or to put things into focus, so to speak. As we wind out, you know, as we wind into the second half of uh, of March, it's good. It's good for the team. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics go on a West Coast trip, but I mean, the war I, I, like the game happens on Sunday. They don't play again until Wednesday, and then 
the Warriors have been playing like dog doo-doo lately, bro. Blowing big. They're playing like the same. And what do you tell us to do with teams like that? They beat them by 25. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I, and I don't care, man. Clay's out there. Steph's out there. Draymond's still hurt, but I don't care, man. No, no I mean, reason for them to get that win. I mean, the, the Warriors are a good team that are playing really bad right now. And they sort of remind me of the way that the playing tournament, man. Well, the they're playing like the Celtics were playing at the beginning of the year, like playing well and blowing big leads in the fourth, and that becomes contagious. And then not being able to play any defense whatsoever, and and not being able to hit three or or shoot well, and making stupid fouls, like like it is. It just is what it is, man. Like they're playing bad basketball right now, and when that starts to infect the the roster, like it's, it's contagious. So, yeah. I mean, let's happens i mean let's see what happens maybe they get up for that game but yeah draymond announced that he'll he'll be back like the game before they play the celtics so should be interesting yeah i would love it i would love that i would love that to be a litmus test game but i just don't know yet if it is going to be like your or if uh you know belich is gonna play 40 minutes that night you never know you know after that after that, we go see Kyle Draper, our friend, friend of the podcast. Oh, Sacktown, huh? We go to Sacktown, where Kyle Draper uh, may still be living in that unfurnished apartment that we FaceTime. <laughs> I remember that thing. I, I, I would think he's still living in it, but it's probably furnished by now, I would think. My guess is that it's furnished, yes. But yeah. is it like, is it, it, will, will, will Draper be invited back for the KG game? <laughs> no. But you know what? We should definitely touch base with him soon, though, because yeah. I want to. Yeah. I want to know what he how he feels about the Sabonis thing. I know it's a little uh, outdated at this point, but um, I like it. I still like the trade for them. I don't know. Yeah. He was he was very conflicted about it after. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Trey, that. Trey should be really excited after uh, after you know hearing Sean talk about his apartment. But yeah, yeah, let's get him on. Listen, it was a nice apartment, <laughs> very spacious. There was no furniture in it. See what he oh. says. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, Kyle, Kyle, me and Kyle, we get we get along. We get along on the podcast. Just you know, I never liked Philly. He secretly likes Philly, and then well, he is from there. Yeah, yeah. and and he likes to you know give you shit for for those green glasses you always wear. You know? Yeah, and last time we talked, I wanted Buddy Healed, and he said the the Kings are never trading Buddy Healed, and obviously he was wrong because he got added. He didn't into- say they never trade Buddy. Hield. He got he got added into <laughs> a bag. He said, "Fucking, uh, what's his name?" <laughs> what a classic way for what a classic way for Sean to tell a story. Yeah, and he said that uh, Buddy Hield is uh, the future for the franchise. And oh, no, he just said what he said at all. They would never trade Buddy Hield. That's nah, what he said. He said they wouldn't trade and- the other dude. Halliburton, yeah, and they no, traded him. Harrison, what the fuck? <laughs> Stop blaming him. <laughs> nah, no, 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 Drapes. Drapes was wrong, and that's fine. We can pull the tape, and it's, it's okay. <laughs> you don't okay. even know it's on that tape. You're just trying to put your you, bet yeah, down. You just named, like, three players that he never talked about. No, he talked about <laughs> He laughed. No, he, he said they'll never talk about you. No, he did not. He talked about no. Harrison. Barnes, no. Barnes. Thank you, shit. I can't remember his fucking last name. No, <laughs> don't talk about Harrison that way. I know, right? I was like, that's not, is that his last name? But no, that's not his last no, name. No, he was talking about Harry. <laughs> no, he talked about Harrison Barnes because he's saying, he, he's saying that, that, that the Kings would never trade him and, and they didn't. No, 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 no. He talked about Harrison Barnes <laughs> only because no, no, no. <laughs> he's going down his head. Only because that was the only player he entertained 
like possibly being traded because before I said Buddy Heald and he was like, absolutely not. They're never going to trade Buddy Heald. That's all right, all right. I'll, 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 check, I'll check the tape. I'll check the tape and we'll, we'll see. And then yeah. we went to Harris. You know this takes like five minutes, right? Sean? We can yeah. yeah. I'll, do a, I'll do a little flashback right after this, this little segment here. All right, perfect. And if you if you cut it the wrong way to make Draper look good, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I bet if you're wrong, you have to uh, give up gambling for two months. No, man, Marsh Madness, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, absolutely. I said absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot, a lot right in March, kid. <laughs> he said I got the. Uh, he said I just got the refund check. You know, <laughs> how do you, you think I'm playing for Disney, bro? Come on. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I just put, let's put the refund check on the table, man. I got so, plenty yeah. to win right now. Worst comes to worst, you know, I got you know, I got the house up as collateral. Jeez. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> it's all fun and games until we have a fucking intervention. Anyways. <laughs> all right, it's about that time. Let's wrap the show up. The way we wrap up every single episode here on Cosmic Street. We take our trip around the NBA with Joel's in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what we missed. All right, a grievance from Ben Simmons and his representation is expected to be filled soon. According to the uh, Philly Voice, the reason Simmons was present at the, you know, the blowout of the Nets uh, Sixers game, uh, even though he wasn't going to play, is because he, it was the hope that with the reception that he encountered on Thursday, which was a uh, harsh, let's just say it lightly, right? It was harsh. Should we video? No, would, uh, should we video? Would serve as a potential piece for Simmons' case to uh, recoup money that he lost in fines this season. So basically, he believes that the Philly fans' brutal treatment, you know, that several times that we heard, fuck Ben Simmons. So what is you can this? Hear it, you, can hear it, lawyer, you can hear it clearly. For his lawyers to, to take notes of this? Yeah. So like the booze and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the chance, you know, would, would help the grievance case against the Sixers, essentially. This is, this is what my client had to go through. Exactly. Jesus. But you do know that the fact that he stood up and waved when they said that makes that null and void. Like that makes it seem like he was ta- taunting the crowd. They can cut up the footage the way they want to cut up the footage. No, because then the other the defense can just cut up the footage the way they want to cut up the footage, and be like, um, "Look at all of the games that he sat out while he was on the team, and look at how Boston treated Kyrie because he <laughs> left, and now look at how Philly treated Ben Simmons." By the way, by the way, real quick, sustainable. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you bring that up. Yo, why why is it, you know, the, the national media is so quick to be like, oh, my God, like, why is Boston, you know, treating Kyrie this way? And but then they don't say nothing about Philly. Like, like, like oh, that's OK. You know, we, we, we can yeah. we can clearly hear on the broadcast. Fuck Ben Simmons. But, you know, that's all right. We're not going to talk about it. It's like it's like, a uh, like yo, where the fuck have you been? Like, where <laughs> you don't know how Boston fans reacted. Like, do you not remember the last time he was in Boston? Like, I don't know, man. Like, Listen. Come on, I, I'm I'm on the same team as like Kyrie likes to say, keep it basketball. That's basketball to me, okay? A, cr- a crowd of people chanting, "You suck." I'm okay with that. I think it's all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe no. I'm outdated. Maybe I'm old right. head maybe now. I'm, maybe, maybe I'm maybe we're all I'm fashion, too insensitive but, uh... now. Yeah, maybe we're just washed. We're all just washed up OGs. Like all if, of a sudden, if like, start- like the NBA purposely was like, you know, KG is not going to be in the same building when Kyrie gets there, so. Just pick another yeah, right. game. Pick another day. Like we would Philly, never. If the Philly fans started, like, you know, going against Australian national legends like Steve Irwin or, 
I don't know, Kangaroo Jack, then maybe they got a problem. But like, oh, you know, if they just had, <laughs> if, if 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 Philly if Philly changed their mascot to be the the Stingray, right? That's when Benson is like, it's on like the Australian heritage. Then I would understand him having like a point and being like, well, they're hating on me because I'm Australian, and you know, Steve Irwin's a national fucking legend. But you know. They're just no, saying no, they're, they're hating on it because you fucking quit on the team. The they're same way that like you know, like other players have done in the past. This is nothing. This is nothing fucking new here. So I was like, no, man. If it was racial, then okay, you got to. Yeah, but no, part. because because they're they did it in basketball. No, because they. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about if they if it's really no, 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 it's not about racial. Shut up, shut up. No, we're not talking about that. No, no, no. We now we get what you're talking about. Yeah, now we, we get it. it. We get that. But like, if the whole was like, if Philly was like, wait a minute. Are you seriously coming in here? Bro, it's about the it's about the mental health aspect of it that like he, Are you couldn't, serious? he couldn't handle right. couldn't why, handle the pressure. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, look, I'm not trying to be like Mr. Oldhead being like, Oh, you just don't fucking understand, you know, or you're being too insensitive to the younger generation, but like I don't know. I don't think the whole chant was that bad. Like, you know, yeah. Like but I mean I would, I would I've seen I've seen worse. Okay, we've seen worse. I would have a problem with it if Philly Honored Crocodile Dundee at halftime in the first game that he came back. I would understand. But you, but you would be the only one. You would be the only one. You'd be like, yo, what the hell? What are they doing right now? Yo, that's so fucking racist or whatever you would have said. That is bullshit. You would have been like, yo, that's so insensitive right now. Like, you would be the only one that would would have thought of it like that way. Do you guys get the joke? They have get the joke. If if they have Steve Irwin's kids come out at halftime, you know. No one would know who the fuck they were, dude. What are you yeah. talking about? Australia saw before the TV. Those are Steve Irvin's kids, bro. <laughs> How come no one is mentioning this right now? Like, look, the fact that 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 Kevin Durant, when he was asked a couple of days ago, like, yo, did you give him some pointers? He was like, absolutely not. Like, he's got to deal with that shit. He's a big boy. You're like, anybody going to hold his hand going up in there? Like, he's got to deal with it. That's it. Move I want to be. If I was the reporter, Paul would have been like. You know, he doesn't like when people talk about him like that. You know that. Right? Yeah, but <laughs> it's like, yo. Wasn't he the one that complained about the doc didn't stand up for him? And they were like, oh, like, yo, if you don't stand up for somebody that, that doesn't deserve it, honestly, man. Like, you didn't deserve to be stood up for. Yeah. Right? And like, not, not only <laughs> you that. called like, out. Not, <laughs> to be honest, he, he should have learned from, he should have learned from, you know, Fanny too, the, the, the crocodile that, all right. Go <laughs> <laughs> about to cut off your bike real quick. I'm fed enough. I had to get rid of Fanny too. Yo, Fanny too just wasn't listening to the rules. <laughs> and, you, crocodile how many fucking boy. you know crocodile Dundee moves have you fucking seen? I didn't even yeah, know there was even that many fuck? out. Who are you even talking about? Who's seen though. these movies? <sighs> All right, yo, but bro, real quick before I move on to the next topic here, um, Danny Green was on the Ryan Rossello show recently talking about how when when Simmons was still in Philly. The players would openly discuss, like, you know, which players the Sixers should uh, trade them for. And uh, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> he just fucking just, like, he just, he just, like, mentioned that, like, like it was a, something like that just normally At happens. Lunch. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, by the way, you know, if I can, you know, when this motherfucker was still here, like, we we, we had, like, bets on who, <laughs> who should get traded. Who should we come here for him, you know? What the fuck? Everyone's like, you know, one person was holding up a heart and be like, yo. 
Y'all owe me. Y'all owe me. I know, I right? Oh. <laughs> the only yeah, one, guys. I was the only one that fucking said that. But no, no. I said that shit a year ago. Pay up. Hey, that, that was definitely it's probably in B. He's, like, he's, like, he's like the top the top two choices were were, were Kyrie and uh and Dame. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I had Kyrie on the I had Kyrie predicted a while ago, but you know, the person who had the had the James Harden card definitely was like either Drummond or Seth who got added into the trade. And they're like, fuck dude, I want <laughs> I can't give him my fourteen hundred dollars, but this isn't how I envisioned it, bro. What the fuck? I didn't think I'd have to go in for contract fodder. Jeez, ways, man. <laughs> I didn't want to be a filler here. I, I thought I was part of the core. <laughs> that's not what I. That's not what I meant. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, and, and then Bean's like, you didn't want the trade machine, bro. It's the only way it works out, man. Yeah. Yeah. The only way that trade works. <laughs> Seth was like, "No, come on, Doc!" Like, yeah, yeah. Steph, you know, I didn't do, the, I didn't do the math, but damn, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, you know, first you trade your son, now uh, you're your son a lot. Like, come on, man. I, mean, God, I don't give a fuck. I want a championship. I draw us, we miss, bro. All right, in case you missed it, congrats to James Harden who passed Reggie Miller for third place on the NBA's all-time three-point made list. He did that during the first quarter of the uh, Net Sixers blowout here. Harden now trails uh, Ray Allen and, of course, Steph Curry. So, good. All right, so when yeah, the, when he got up there quickly, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, no one was talking about him until, like, like, like maybe a couple of days ago. They're like, oh, shit, he's, uh, he's only a few, you know, yeah. three-pointers away from, uh, you know, passing Reggie Miller. I was like, oh, god damn, that was mad crazy. It, make, it makes sense because of, the, obviously, the high volume. And yeah. Yeah. Set, when do we, uh, when do we stop talking about this? So when he passes Ray Allen, I guess? Yeah, right. No, when do we stop talking about all the people that are going to go up and pass all these old school three point shooters? You know what I mean? Like, like literally. The way the game's been changing. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Like, like yeah. why do we. we like, we, if Ray took as many threes as, as Harden, he'd still be the, the king. Yeah, to. seriously. So it's like, it's like, and Reggie took threes more than anyone in his generation, which would literally put him at like. Top forty in the league of taking threes this this year. You yeah, know, it's and, Hard- like- and Harden's actually having a down year, like percentage wise, because of like the new the new rule <laughs> that he can't just like yeah. throw himself into a player when he, he, he trying to get fouled. Yeah, so he's had to adjust. So he probably would have passed that sooner. But anyways, he also uh, passed Paul Pierce for ninth on the all times free throws made list. So. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> well, what, uh, what a dick. No respect, bro. No respect. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. And the congrats are also in order to the Phoenix Suns as they become the first team in the NBA to clinch a playoff berth after beating the Miami Heat 111 to 90 this week. This could be it, man. This could at, be the year. At 53 and 13, they have a eight and a half game lead over Memphis right now as we're recording this podcast out west. So, our West is going to be determined, you know, two, like two through like ten <laughs> out yeah, there in the next few in the next few weeks. Other is there than, any other, other than there, the Lakers? Because the Lakers they're playing like shit right now. <laughs> is there any team in the West that can knock off Phoenix? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Denver, in there? Denver, I, Denver's the only team. Yeah, yeah, you I know what? Yeah, yeah, but they're not healthy too, though. So it's like. You know, yeah. That was the same. That was the issue last season in the playoffs. Like Denver wasn't. They were. They limped into yeah, that they series. Got, they, 
They're gonna get. Does that help Jokic's chance to win MVP? By the way, I don't think it does. Well, does he? Well, he's having a better year, like you know, numbers wise, than he did last year. And like Denver, uh, they've won like sixteen out of their last like twenty games. So again, it's like what you're doing for me lately, and he's been doing this pretty much all season. Well, especially short-handed too. Exactly. They're going to get Porter Jr. back soon, and then Jamal Murray should be back for the playoffs. So, yeah, but like, how you know how reliable are they really going to be after being out I for mean, a year? But yeah, I mean, deal, Sean. What the fuck? No, sub out. No, what are you talking about? Do you know the players <laughs> playing around Jokic right now? You can you can not play Austin Rivers, and you can play a seventy percent Jamal Murray. That's a big upgrade, bro. Sorry, Austin. Getting slashed again, Austin. Sorry, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. For some reason, shit all over Austin this episode. For real. And last but not least, in case you missed it, the Cavaliers All-Star Jared Allen is sidelined indefinitely with a broken left middle finger that happened oh, earlier. Yeah, earlier this week. For and there's okay. no time ty- no timetable for his return, right? So so guess who have they brought in in the meantime on a ten day contract? Sorry, Ducha and Celtics fans. Moses Brown is now a Cavalier. Oh jeez. Yo, what is what is their obsession with the Celtics leftovers, man? First is taco. <laughs> Now is this dude? What's gonna be next? Was Luke Cornett gonna be? No, on I think that I think year? they did. I think I was about to just say that. I think he was in there like their 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 G League like affiliate, and then he came up for a couple of games. With, with, yeah, with they the love Cavaliers. they love <laughs> second unit Celtics bigs. Like I don't know what it is. Yeah, so the seven sure. the seven foot two you know big man was waived by the Mavs about a month ago. So I guess uh, depending on how he does here in these ten days, they'll they know iron him for a while. Yeah, and they'll know if. Allen's going to be out for more than a few weeks. The biggest thing about Moses Brown is his attitude, apparently. Apparently, he's not, like, the most positive guy. Really? Uh, yeah, that that's that was actually the knock on him coming out of uh, UCLA and everything. So, oh, shit. I don't, my, maybe that's what the hell happened when he got traded, like, five times in two days. He was, <laughs> what do you mean positive, like, though? Do you think he was just like, I don't want to be here or some shit? No, after after OKC, he got a shot in OKC. He was balling out, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Yeah, we'll just trade you to Celtics." And the Celtics were like, "Yeah, we'll just trade you to the Mavericks." And the Mavericks were like, "You're not fucking playing here." You know, it's like it was, I don't know. I feel like I feel like eventually he'll find a spot and he'll play because he showed he could play in the NBA. Just, just got to find the right spot. Yeah, we shall see. Oh, I forgot to I forgot to mention this, but. The way things are shaping out in the in the East, you know, uh, the Nets even with this win over uh, the Sixers, they're still in eighth, and right above them is um, uh, the Toronto Raptors, and there's like a, a little bit of a gap between the seventh and sixth seed, right? So if the things stay the way they are, like if the Nets have to play the Raptors in the play-in, Kyrie can't go to Canada because of his vaccination status, and when they come back to play at home again like in Brooklyn, he can't play there either, so. Like I think it'd be hilarious if the Nets don't even make so the playoffs. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Those teams that are in the playing, they're all they're all bunched together. So my point is, if they do play at that, have to play against the Raptors, like that's not that's not ideal because Kyrie won't able to, he won't be able to play any of those games against the Raptors. <laughs> I don't know. Look up the look up the playing tournament. See how it works. Uh, yeah. No matter how you no matter how you slice it, I just feel like it's just going to be. If he's not pissed off already, Durant's going to be like, you ruined everything. Like, <laughs> he's going to be like, you know, at the end of the day, like we could have salvaged this thing. Everything. Yeah. We could have we salvaged this thing, and we just couldn't because you just wouldn't freaking take the needle. Like, geez. Not only that, like, it's like you want to play when you want to play. 
Like essentially, mm-hmm. like you know, he he puts up a dud here in Boston, and then he goes for fifty, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, imagine if he could play like all the games. And it's like, oh, that's the point of all of this. He plays when he wants to play. He doesn't want to play a full right. season. And the Nets, and you got to think about it now that the Nets obviously felt like, yo, James could fucking Harden. Harden can ask for a trade out of here before the trade deadline. So, like, let's bring Kyrie back, even though we're going to look like we got egg on our face because we said that we didn't want him back if he was going to play just half the games. And because if we do lose him, you know, then <laughs> depending on where he wants to go, it's like we don't know what we're going to get back. So let's have, you know, Kyrie warm up a little bit and start playing. And now, you know, Simmons has been there for a month and he hasn't played. No one knows when he's going to fucking come back. So yeah, to, to be like winning, like winning the championship, in my opinion, means so much more to Durant than it does to Kyrie. Like, Durant, in my opinion, is chasing his legacy. Like he wants to top, he wants to top LeBron. Honestly, I think he wants to be, or at least in the same sentence or the same conversation when it's all said and done. And I think in his mind, the only way he, that happens if he starts stacking up championships, you know, on his own terms. And this is not what he had in mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I think that um, I think that Ben Simmons is a long term move for Kevin Durant. And well, it has to be because he's got four more years it, left. It, it, yeah, they fucking they're stuck with him. No, but no, I think, no, I think, I think but he doesn't want to play. <laughs> no, it's a long. Time. He ain't on his way. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about like. He hopes it's going to help this year, but at the end of the day, it's like okay, if we can't make it work with being KD and Ben Simmons, then like Kyrie, Kyrie, you're out. Like Kyrie's just gone. Like he's going to be like. <laughs> Trade him. Yeah. Like, what's that trademark looking like? I don't want that. The guy who just disappears from the team, nobody knows where he's at, and then he fucking yeah. complains about, like, oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. It wouldn't shock me if this dude just, like, decides he wants to, like, release a, a spoken word album and just, like, yeah, I'm just going to take the next two months off. Like, no one wants to sign up for Kyrie, but you don't know what you don't know what you're going to sign Exactly. You don't know what the hell yeah. you're signing up for. And, and that's think, why that's why Harden never never even was contemplating signing an extension. There, he's like, no. What are you gonna do with seriously. this dude? What's he gonna do? Yeah, what's right. gonna be with this guy? This is not what I fucking came here for. Harden's like, yo, this is the Kanye West of the NBA. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm all set. <laughs> I'm all set. Like, unpredictable as fuck. Like, who? What the heck's gonna happen next with this dude? And I love it because when Durant gets out there, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just you know, whatever. You guys forget how desperate LA is to make something happen out there. And they would take Kyrie in a second. A reunion with LeBron, you know what? Are you, are yeah, you that insane? That would not happen. I no, that wouldn't shock me. No, but if, if, that, if that trade goes that's, down, then Kyrie goes AWOL. That's the type of plot twist that the NBA would fucking pull off. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, mm-hmm. gonna and then Kyrie's going to move to, like, you know, uh, I don't know, to, like, Antarctica. And then he's going to be like, oh, he ain't, he ain't coming back. He's done with basketball. No, no, no. I can see it right now. I can see it right now. LeBron goes and gets him. And he drops the, you need me. Just as much as I need you. <laughs> we win the championship, all is forgiven. That got real poetic. Or, or, it got, it got, or it got real poetic real quick. Some shit, some shit pulls it off where Kyrie's a clipper, and then it's like the Battle of L.A., you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things that can happen. There's a lot of teams that out there that haven't had the best go of it in the past uh, three or Lakers, four years. The Lakers fucked up when they could have signed uh, Kyle Lowry and DeRozan on cheap, you know? Yeah. They want to just train for Buddy Hill and then keep that money, right? Exactly. Could have gone out and got at least one of those guys for like for cheap no, money too. Honestly, right. bro, if they had signed Buddy Hill, they could have Ben Simmons on their team right now. 
Because I think Philly nah, would... but they were never going to get Ben Simmons, man. He nah. just, they were just like, I'm good with oh, that dude. Oh, if they, if they, if they went and signed Buddy Heald and maybe, maybe, like, what? Because I think they were going to trade Yo, for Buddy Ben Simmons' teammates were making bets as to who who would get <laughs> traded for. Fuck it. You think LeBron James just like, I think I can change this guy. Like, you got time for that shit, man. He wants guys that are already established and fucking nah. head on straight. LeBron man. was like, I led the league in assists a couple of seasons ago. Like, I, we don't really need this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but yo, know. you don't shoot. You don't shoot. Get the fuck out of here, man. You don't shoot. Like, you know what I mean? Like LeBron wants to surround himself with shooters, man. I think you're underplaying the clutch sports aspect of everything and how they want all the clutch sports guys on the same team. And Ben no, Simmons. No, you know what? That point alone, I think is the biggest reason why they don't want him. They were like, if, it did, if they did want him, it would happen already. Like, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Really true. Nah, Philly, right. Philly, Philly just held out until they, you know, they got the best deal. They, they called his bluff. Like, oh, you don't, you ain't coming. All right, then you can, you can just sit at home and get fined. Fuck off. All right, that's gonna do it for this edition yeah, of. Uh, all right, are we good here? Yeah, in case yeah, you missed geez. it, you know, check out, uh, <laughs> check us out on all, all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions, and hit up Patreon.com/slash/Causeway to subscribe and f- to enjoy some exclusive content, including season two of the After Show podcast and the one-on-one with Sway podcast. So Absolutely. Far- and, of course, just by subscribing, you also get the whole uh, 40 episodes of season one. So not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. And also, uh, next week, we'll be um, picking out a name for our next Jersey giveaway. So we'll get you all set and ready for the uh, for the Celtics playoffs. Yeah. So subscribe and you automatically enter in, in, in the giveaway contest there. So That's right. Yeah, so congrats once again to KG for getting his number retired by the Celtics. You know, much deserved. It's going to be one one hell of a weekend. I know that for, yes. for sure. Yo, make sure you tune into all of our uh, social media platforms, including Snapchat, at Causeway Street. Joel will be in the building, so he'll be plenty of content. Yeah, and, um, he's also going to be in the house Friday night, too. Friday night's going to be a, an underrated, it's going to be a low-key night because people are going to say, oh, they're playing the Pistons, and even though the Pistons have won against the Celtics this year. It's just a regular old game, but there's going to be a lot of Celtics legends in the house, okay? It's a big weekend. They're going to be commemorating the 75 years by, by, by honoring um, a group of Celtics legends. No names have been set in stone, but uh, you can imagine there'll be some there'll be some recognizable faces up there. Hell yeah. Does uh, Larry Bird show his face at all in any Celtics uh, retirement or well, anything? If he didn't show his face... Oh, no, the, not uh, since Bird Night, bro. Not yeah, if he doesn't show his face at the uh, the All-Star game for the 75th, uh, you know, celebration there, he ain't going to come to Boston. But, but you know what, though? I, I give that dude a pass because Larry is just that, that's the way he is. But you know what I don't give a pass to? This really kind of bothered me when you think about it. Scotty Pippen, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yo, not for nothing, but, dude, you go on and you say all this crap, you release this book, and then you don't have the sack to pull up to the totally fit. Get out of here, bro. You're phony, man. You phony. phony. You don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations. Exactly. That's why. Exactly. That's now why. You, yeah. And now you understand why Michael always treated him as a number two. You know. <laughs> right. It go. makes him look like exactly, Sean. You're right. Petty. It petty. makes him be like, this is why he's always going to be number two. It's like as he lights the cigar. This is why. And he, and and. and Meanwhile, Jordan is rubbing elbows with the, the stars of today and, and guys like Dennis Rodman. Man, what, that was a special moment, too, man. When he went uh, with Rodman, he's like, yo, come party with me sometime, man. Come hang out, man. Yes, yeah, man. Just seeing those two together and then and Robin been- taking pictures oh. with, like, LeBron and them. Oh, love it, man. Yep. Love that shit. So, yeah, fuck Scott.
<laughs> so fuck and I almost bought his book. I almost bought his book. I almost ordered. It. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I don't know. I, this whole like reaction to the last dance just just rubbed me the wrong way. So many different reasons. Yeah, man. When numbers get retired, Larry Bird should be there. That's my thought. But I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I just feel like if you're the best sure. player uh, in the in the modern history of a team, you should freaking be there when somebody's number get retired. But. But you know what? I think I think he probably will make an appearance at some point before the season ends. <laughs> Sounds like if I was in charge, because they're gonna do like a you know, commemorating like seventy five years of not just the NBA but the Boston Celtics franchise. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he does make an appearance, but we just don't know when. Um, he should. But that's that's gonna be Friday, Joe. Oh, work cool. <laughs> yeah, they're commemorating seventy five years of Celtics. Like that's just yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, Joe. With, with the with with the uh, legend. With the legend already in town for the weekend, they were like, let's do it Friday, and then people chill, and then Sunday, boom. Me and Papa Phone could have a ball on Friday, bro, at the game. It's going to be awesome, bro. Hey, hey, man, you're taking my ticket, bro? You're stealing that shit? You're going to break the news to me again? No, man. <laughs> yo, I told Pops, I was like, yo, I go, Dad, you know it's going to be awkward. Yo, you got to take Joel. He was like, fine. But he did call He did call Sean first, bro. He called Sean first. He called me and I go, uh, yo, you know, I I know it's re- we could have pre-gamed or we could have drank like 50 Heinekens and like been all right, you know, but. He's like, Sean was like, I would have made you drive, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fun. All right. All right. <laughs> and as always, Black Lives Matter, stop aging hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East and pray for the people of Ukraine. And until next time, guys, we are out. Later, guys. Later.